ProTri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again. Hello and welcome back to another episode of ProTri News. I'm joining you from a very dark room in my house because uh, we have thunderstorms and so this is the best place for me to come to you guys live. However, we have everyone here minus Talbot since he's moving. We have Chelsea Burns joining us uh, from, where are you joining us from, Chelsea? From my parents' house in Seattle. Nice. And you went to the infamous triathlon wedding of Matt Sharp. And I Kirsten. did. Yes, that Sharp. was Saturday and I just took a COVID test this morning to make sure and it seems like we had a successful wedding without a COVID outbreak. I was scared. But, which is good because triathlon, yeah. I mean, the royalty of COVID wedding outbreaks are here. Mark Buckingham, Lucy Buckingham are here yeah. at the moment. They had the, the the crown of COVID triathlon weddings. So well done. Good to But we're still off. talking about it. So it was epic in that way. Oh, yeah. That's good. Mark, you're obviously joining us from a very special place. Uh, you're joining us live from the Sub 7, Sub 8 attempt this weekend. And a beautiful yeah, backdrop. I've got a good backdrop for once that's not my kitchen or the cupboard cat puts me in to record. Uh, I'm out in Germany, um, sort of a little bit south of Berlin, what was East Germany. And yeah, we're, we're out here. It's great. Nice. And Pat, from your same Boulder abode? Triathlon capital of the world, Boulder, Colorado. So yeah, coming in. Nice. Says every American. <laughs> it's probably like it's time right it's time it's getting there it's certainly getting there isn't it yeah yeah well i uh actually raced this last weekend wasn't the result i wanted but uh it was fun to get back out and actually do triathlon what was so. the race what was the result you wanted were you going for the big w no i i knew i wasn't fit enough to do that i, w- I would have loved to have been on the podium in this new age group i'm racing in 30 to 34 uh but i knew that that's, i could have probably the got on the podium yeah i could have probably got that's on the, podium the premier age group fit. though isn't it that's like that's when you really reach the hitters like they're young enough to be good they're old enough to have earned money to buy a sweet kit they've already got a slightly bored of their families so they just want to like drill into loads of training i'm basically yeah. describing where i'm at right now and that's when you just reach all the hitters in triathlon kyle so i wouldn't feel bad about that mate yeah. And don't look at my results because I spelt my last name wrong one. And two, I trained about 11 hours this month after we got back from St. George. So I like the fact you're dropping excuses on. Pro I was literally going to say the podcast. word excuse too. I had more excuses. I could have been like, oh, I, I was exposed to COVID. And then I was like, oh, I don't want really want to race. But anyways, uh, it was very useful tracker uh, for my race. For a number of reasons. Um, one, I was able to kind of dial in my nutrition. I've in the past, I've had a little bit of some GI issues racing and stuff like that. Uh, and so it was nice to have like ways to look at what I could do differently. Um, over the last week, it's told me to incorporate more olive oil into my da- diet, some more like healthy fats and stuff like that that I don't normally incorporate. So that was pretty well, I think. I think you and I then should talk offline and I can give you some, some recipes that involve olive oil. Um, it's a super basic ingredient and you should be able to add it to pretty much everything except cereal <laughs> or oatmeal. Um, so I would just, I would stay away. You could use it for breakfast for eggs. And then after that, you know, you just got to find a way to put it on everything for, for lunch and for dinner. So I'm here. Maybe we need it. Maybe process. we need to create, we need to create a recipe link and then put that in our bio. So people have That's all right. Pat's recipes and they That's have right. the inside tracker discount code. That's when right. is your cookbook coming out, Pat? It's a work in progress. I wrote, I did write down, I have, I have a pile of uh, recipes, um, which is my least favorite thing to do is write out recipes. But I do, I do have about 30 recipes that I've written down for a book that I will do at some point. I don't know. I'll probably give one to you three. I'll commit to that. Um, not sure who will pay for it after that. I was going to say, I honestly thought you were being serious there for a minute. I'm being you, serious. I'm being 100% serious. You're going to make a cookbook. 100%. 100%. I've got 30 recipes written down. <laughs> 
Are they just straight off the internet, or are they? No, no, these are these are homegrown. These are slightly modified. These are these are Pat owned recipes. So wow, um, Kyle, what's the code if people want to go do their own Inside Tracker test? So you just visit insidetracker.com forward slash pro track and it'll take care of the discount code and everything for you. Amazing. And then super simple. You just go to just blood lab and then uh, they take your blood, send it off to them. And then in a couple of days you get back all your biometrics and things like that. And it'll tell and you, you need to start taking pay- vitamins. And, and we're super grateful for their support. It's allowed us to have uh, a, an amazing YouTube show and you have these awesome backdrops that are there. I mean, we got we got marked as sub seven, sub eight for for goodness sake. So, um, not because yeah, we're going to get inside there. tracker for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we got to get Kyle. Let's get into today's show. We got a lot to talk. All right, about. yeah, we got a we got a bunch to get through. Uh, there was a couple big races. Um, kind of put on a show. Second place was Freddie Funk, and third place Rube Zapunski. We'll go with that. And then the men, the women's race, her winning ways. Uh, and then second place was Daniela Blymethel. Blymeal? Help me out, Mark. Wow, you're doing great. You're doing great. And then Julie, Julie Mola got third place. Um, do you think that Juices coming up and racing the, the 70.3 distance, how many more of these short course athletes do you think will come up to 70.3? since we just started Olympic qualifications. We talk about this all the time. Lots of them. Right? Yeah. 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 And and it's been a proven recipe that they, it's shown they can just come across and, and bag some results. Like, yeah, it's, I, I just don't see like it's shown not to be a detriment. So I think we'll just see more and more. Do you know who juices new schlags? Anyone? Anyone? Sorry. Could you repeat that? Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you're breaking what, a little what, bit. What do we got to do to get you some better internet today, Kyle? Honestly. We got to get we got to get sponsored by AT&T, I think. We got bad yeah. storms in Oklahoma, so I'm hoping that this is going to be able to work out. That's so okay. we got to well, get I, you out of Oklahoma. Yeah, essentially, you just got to get me out of Oklahoma. I mean, it was nice to see Laura Phillip back, but I'm it, like, she'll admit, it was not a good performance for Laura Phillip. It's a great performance for a professional female athlete. She's great. She's super, super good. But you know that that let's hope that's a stepping stone. And otherwise, the, you know, she, she didn't make excuses, which is cool. She knows it wasn't a great performance, but she's back. So let's let's expect to see some more Laura pretty soon. I would say. Yeah. Uh, we Next. also had Ironman Brazil. Ironman Brazil. We had a Brazilian sweep of the men uh, with Colucci, Igor Amarelli, and Fernando Taldi uh, going one, two, three, and then the women, Pamela Oliveira. Got first, second place was Joanna Ryder, and then third place, Beatrice Nurs. Not too much excitement going on in Brazil. Now, nah, predictable. Pamela Oliveira is a very good athlete. No surprise there. Yeah. And then uh, Challenge Bolton also happened this last weekend. The men, Nicholas Mann, second place was uh, Caleb Noble, and third place, Lucas Holas. And then for the women, first place was Lucy Buckingham, second place, Grace Steck, and third place, Alexandra. Jarakowski. Two things there. Lucy Buckingham, another podium. Shock yeah. horror. The girl, the girl can't miss a podium. Grace Theck's run was redonkulous. That girl can really run out of Australia. She's a cracking little runner. Um, so she ran herself up second. But yeah, Lucy Buckingham, who's here now. Um, yeah, she's she's classy. What do we got next? You want to talk about Iron Man Hamburg coming up this weekend? I think so, because it'll be quick. We have Hamburg, which is European Championship. We have three slots, a $75,000 prize purse. Um, we have Laura Phillip racing, Chelsea Sodaro. Nikki Bartlett said she's not racing. Um, Renee Kylie, Manon Get. Manon Gent, yeah. She's, yeah so- she's a very good athlete. She's come. She was sort of coming second first in uh, Mallorca last year. She's, she's a quality athlete. I think she would be probably a spot to spoil the podium. Um, that's pretty so the much big it. One, the, from the women there, the exciting one for me is Chelsea Sodaro making her Ironman debut. If you remember, Chelsea Sodaro came, I think, fourth in the 70.3 world. She went away, had a baby. She's 
a very, very good 70.3 athlete, former collegiate track runner. And this is her Ironman debut. So that's the one I'm interested to see how well she goes there. Like I'd have a I'd have a tune into those results to see how Chelsea Sodaro does because she's one of those athletes that could be a race winner over and over again in Ironman if she makes the transition well. Also former short course athlete. And she she did a dabbled in it was quite a short, short course career, wasn't it? It was short, but she won a World Cup and then I think retired right after that. So yeah. didn't wow. do nothing. Yeah, good athlete. Nice. Ready to move on? Yes. Escape from Alcatraz triathlon this weekend. Ben Canute going for his fifth win in a row. But he'll have strong competition behind Jason West and Ben Hoffman, Eric Lagerstrom, and Austin, short course athlete. I tell you what, you can't get an easy win in an American 70.3 anymore, can you? It used to be there were easy wins to be had in some of these American 70.3s. Nowadays, there is no easy win in one of those races. But to be fair, Every Mark, this is, a, this is Olympic distance, isn't it, Kyle? It's a little bit longer. It's a little bit Olympic. weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's a between, weird distance. Yeah, weird distance yeah. in between. Uh, but we'll but also these, see... These all... Non-drafting, I mean. Yes, I know what you meant, Mark. The women's race will also be very interesting. You have Holly Lawrence, Jackie Herring, Jody Stimson, Danielle Lewis, Megan oh. Foley... And the return of Sarah True. Oh. I can't believe I'm not there, guys. It's down the street. It, well, it was down the street. It was. Yeah. Would you say this is the most iconic triathlon in the USA besides Kona? 100%. Really? I think so. 100%. I think so, yeah. It's cool. It's, it's niche. It's been around quite a long time. It's super unique. Jackie Herring wins it. Job done. I was talking to someone recently about this race. Do you think that there's ever been a shark attack? No. I don't think so. But it's pretty insanely cold water. I'm sure they've had uh, issues because of that. Clint Eastwood made the swim, didn't he? It was fine. Dude, I'll tell you what. I've been there. I did not want to be swimming there. You could not. I don't know what you pay me. I would not be... (laughs) I would be so terrified. I'm telling you, shout out to everybody that does this race because I've been to Alcatraz. I do not want to escape from Alcatraz. Um, I want to be on the sidelines. So I think I totally. Even, even if the jets are coming in on the rock and you're Sean Connery and dude, you've got to jump in the sea, you're not I'll getting I'll be out, there with, the flare. I'll be out there with the flare. Um, besides um, like freezing cold water, swimming in from a former prison, it's like, you're, the currents are ridiculous. Like if you stand on the Golden Gate Bridge and look down at the water every day, they're going like in five different directions. I don't know how you plan yeah. that swim. No, I, I'm worried about how much time you've spent standing on the Golden Gate Bridge staring down, Chelsea. <laughs> like my DMs yeah. are always open. If you want to talk, well, I go out and you know check all the triathlon spots, and that's okay. a good place to see. Mark. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I screwed up. I screwed up the the pick so bad for Chattanooga on the men's race. I don't know that I've got a desire to try and make a stab at him again. Um, but I think, you know, obviously this is the second most exciting race happening this weekend. I will say this showdown with Ben Canute and Jason West is turning out to be one of the best of yeah, the season. That's right. For the top I think American we should all pick Ben Canute because he thinks we hate him. I, I, I never I actually once. do pick. I actually do pick Ben Canute. <laughs> so do I. Genuinely, I don't think Jason ben. West will make the front bike too regularly right now. I know Pat said that last week. Yeah, but I do think Ben Canute is is the better swim yeah. biker. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. Ben Canute and Austin Hyman go off the front together. No, okay. Ben Canute goes. Yeah, off this the front. this is obviously this is going to be a really physical swim, and Ben and I would say Ben. Uh, I'm going to say Ben demolishes this race, and and I say that no matter what I said for Chattanooga. So, yeah, I think this is a this what, Kyle fifth title for Ben. Five in a row is what it would be. Five yeah. in a row. Yeah, he's. Covered. Do we think Holly Lawrence stands a chance here? Well, and Jody Stimson can swim as well. So Jackie Herring needs a good swim to be in this race. I would say. I think Holly's. I think it, it's. I don't feel good betting against Holly. I think obviously I think it's gonna it's gonna be her and Jackie Herring that are Jackie looked really good in Chattanooga. I don't know. Yeah. I'm picking yeah. Jody. Yeah, I, I think Jody. Like if Jody's fit and healthy and like yeah. as we've seen Jody race, like the swim suits her, the distance suits her. 
I yeah. kind of want her to win as well. I like that's her. right. She's that's cool. right. She's a cool rider. She's been prepping in Boulder. Yep. Oh, yep. Man. I had her over for dinner. I had her over for dinner a couple weeks ago. So Pat cooked for her. What could go wrong? Do you understand her Would accent? You... Her Brummy accent? Oh, yeah. 100%. Easier cool. than Jess's? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> fair. So we've got a big one this weekend. Some would say the biggest. The oh, attempt God. at Here sub seven go. and sub eight. So it's not the biggest, is it? It's not the biggest thing we're going to get all year, but it's cool. Like when you're here and you see this this whole thing gearing up, is is good. It has elements of it throughout the entire race that make it interesting, which for me is why I'm looking forward to watching it, even if I wasn't here. Mark, walk us through the the start list has changed. Who's competing this weekend? So you have Nicholas Berrick and Christian Blumenfeld always on the always on the start list, and obviously yep. Lucy dropped out with an injury, and Cat took her place. And then Alistair Brownlee was in the men's field until he pulled out pretty much on Friday, right? Yep. And then Joe Skip has been pulled in to take his place. Now Joe was originally being considered for Alistair's team, but he wasn't then going to be on Alistair's team. And on Sunday, Joe was doing a race in Poland that he I think he was paid to go and attend a, a smaller race. But Joe said, yes, I will do this. So with one week's notice, he said, I'll do this. And he's come in and he's going to take Alistair's place. Now, it's not that lion showdown that we all wanted to see. But you, that is two things. Like his, his, his management agency, et cetera, and Bahrain link him closely to the event organizers, which makes him accessible and quick for them to pick up and an internal win. One side. The other side is... This guy said yes to doing an Ironman race against head-to-head -head against Christian Blumenfeld with nine days' notice. Fair play. Like, fair play. Like, hugely ballsy. So, that's that's what we've got, Pat. That's who's racing. All right. And they got some drama. They got some drama between the two of them, a little little junkyard dog back and forth. Look, that that's part for the course for Joe. Mark, can you, can you walk us through for the – and I don't even understand the course. Can you walk us through the swim – to the bike and then the run and, and maybe just give the lay of the land, weather forecast, some of those types of things. Yeah, sure. So the swim is in a, uh, a lake. Um, it's a one directional swim. There'll be an 800 meter buoyed off rope. So the two teams will start at the same time. The women go off side by side and there's a rope essentially separating them for 800 meters. Once that rope finishes, neither team can be within five meters of the other team. So you can't swim off the back of another team. I actually don't think that'll be a problem. We expect Nick to be ahead of Kat and Christian yeah. will be ahead of Joe. So it's not necessarily a problem. They then finish the swim one directional and they get to a T1, very short T1, where some of their paces can be waiting for them. Now, each team has 10 paces they can use. They can use as many as they want on the swim, the bike and the run, but it's 10 in total. So they'll get to T1 and X number of paces will be waiting for them. It sounds like uh, Nicola maybe has one swimmer. I think Christian might be going with one swimmer. Joe's going to go with two swimmers. Sensible for a weaker swimmer. It's a good idea. Kat's going to go with two swimmers as well. And then they will hop onto their bike trains. Now, it sounds like the guys are using all their bikers pretty much the whole time through the ride. So their entire train will be there. And when they get onto the circuit, 19.9K later. So the gap between the end of T1 and the start of the circuit is 19.9K. When they get onto the circuit, there's another area where pacemakers can be waiting. And that's when you can swap riders in and out, essentially. Yep. So they'll set off. And during that first 19.9K, they can't bring anyone in. So whoever you start with on the bike is riding that first 20K with you. When you get onto the circuit, it's amazing, Pat. It's like 5.8K, perfect asphalt. I mean, like it's tarmac, smooth super fast and they'll ride 27 and a half laps of that circuit to round out the 180k there are pits so you can bring riders on and off the track should you choose to but like i said the men doesn't look like they will i think each of them will bring a guy off every so often just to freshen up mentally grab a gel or two then join back in and they'll stagger yeah. that cat's team is certainly going to use two different teams so we'll have cat running ruth astle in front of her for most of it and then we'll have two teams of three time trial specialists swapping in and out. And that's because there are differences between the men and the women. And then they'll do that. They'll come off the bike and onto the run and where they can use 
pacemakers again on the run. But obviously, the vast majority of the pacemakers will be used up on the bike. So it makes sense to look for pacemakers that can swim and run with you, good triathlete swim, swim runners, and swap those in and out. Or do like Christian's doing, I think, which is maybe one swimmer and one, Af- one runner. He's got some Africans. He's got a couple of Kenyans. One of Christian's runners has run a 206 marathon. So he's out for his own one jog in front of Christian, basically. Yeah. And then they run laps of the track for the marathon and finish. That's that's the premise, mate. The weather, you know, mid-20s, some wind, but it's pretty well-sheltered track. Nice. And I apologize. Uh, what what time does the race start? Uh, the women go off at 6.30, yep. and the men go off exactly one hour after, 7.30. So they want to, so, yeah. Yeah, so it will close up towards the end. I would expect the women to finish before the men. I think it's considerably easier for the women to break eight than it is the men to break. Seven. I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Um, and what, are, you know, I think the, the things that I'm thinking about are what, what's been learned. Uh, we were talking before the show, what has been learned um, in, you know, reconnaissance for the, the swim bike and the run so far this week. Uh, so I think, I think that what you learn on the swim is more about who you are as a swimmer. Because as you know, and, and, and I think most of our listeners, when you're following an individual, it's pretty hard. Like when it's one person, you snake on and off the feet quite a lot. And it's quite hard. But if you're a... So Alistair would have just had Richard Varga in front of him swimming full yeah. gas. And Alistair would have just held his feet. That's fine because that guy just has to swim full gas. Whereas if you're a weaker swimmer, it may be benefits to have hips as well to kind of give you two points of reference to stay on. That's been learned. The biggest single thing that's been learned this week, and I think it's unanimous across all the teams, is that no matter how good the cyclists are, you can't put the Ironman athlete in enough hurt on the bike that that's the deciding factor to how fast you go. The deciding factor to how fast you ride is how fast your pacemakers can physically ride. And that includes Joe's team, which, indulge me, Joe's team is utterly ridiculous. It's uh, Alex Dowsett, world hour record, previous holder, two-time Giro winner, multiple team time trial winner. Like mm. he's got Dan Bingham, he's got he's got three or four guys that've all finished in the top three of the world TT champs, and they can't put Joe in the hurt locker. So that's not the designing factor. So I think, mate, that's probably the biggest thing that's been learned. And and presumably, do we know what like does Joe hold around three hundred watts for an Ironman? Like yeah, circa that. that. Yeah, Joe, Joe, so, Joe's like a three hundred watt rider. Will they? Will they? I mean, will he try to say, "Look, I want to do even if I'm in the slipstream and I'm doing these, I'm going to do two ninety. Or is he going to try and go close to that? No. So he... Joe, Joe's, I think, I think, but, and it's be similar to Cat. So I'm saying this yeah. with just a word around yeah. town, and it doesn't give anything away because Christian will be in the exact same boat. They yeah. can't get Joe to a level that's his Ironman pace. So they're just going to go off at average speed. They're, they're just going to they're going to work out, so his seven riders, how fast can we physically ride? And Joe will sit on the back of that. Yeah, Cat, cool. Christian will do the same. He'll sit <laughs> on the back of that. Cat will sit on the back of that. And when you're sitting on the back of like Dan Bingham, right, who is yeah. Ineos Grenadiers, TT technical consultant, and one of the top five in the world, our record holders ever. Yeah. It's like, hang on, so you should watch these guys come past. And Christian's team look the yeah. same. It's like a, they're coming past at 55K, mate. It's yeah. mental. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, it, it, it's really, it's almost the biggest challenge for these athletes will be, okay, now you're going so much faster. Let's remember that you do still have to run a, a marathon. So we do have to take these moments, fuel, eat something, because we're going to be presumably 20, 30 minutes ahead of schedule on the bike. And we yeah. have to, we have to, we're going to be so excited because we're going 50 plus K an hour the whole time. We got to yes. remember the, the fundamentals here. Yeah. And it's a concentration. Sorry, Kelsey, go Oh, I don't really have anything to say about this, except that it's really weird. Except I have do I have one thing to say. I was talking to Christian after St. George about it, and he was asking me. I think it was a joke if I wanted to be one of his pacers. I'm pretty sure it was a joke. And um, I asked him, "Oh, I was like, what do you have to run for per k?" And he's like, "Oh, like three twenties." And I said, "Oh, I could do that for about five k's." I was like, "What did you run today?" He's like, "Oh, I ran three forty fives." I was like, "Oh, so you're gonna take twenty five seconds off." Per kilometer for 42K. And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So I think the assumption from that comes from, yeah, it's mad thinking, isn't it? But I think the basic assumption comes from the idea that they'll ride in zone two rather than an Ironman ride, which is in zone three. And the, the basic 
physiology of that suggests that you can then keep your glycogen reserves neutral. So you can top up on the bike at a rate above yeah. what you're burning. Whereas in an Ironman, you're burning more than you can physically top up. So when you start an Ironman run, you start somewhat depleted glycogen reserves. Whereas the idea here is actually you can probably start fresh. The contrary to that, though, is when you're riding at that speed, the actual biomechanical force you have to apply is very different. So it's, it is it is different. It's a different type of mechanical the, riding effect. And there is there are these moments, too, right, where you're going 55K an hour. And for some reason, if there's an accordion effect out of a corner and you're yep. going 55 and you have to get back on, if you're riding seventh, eighth wheel and you have to get back on, the power spikes that you have to do to to recover the draft is much higher. Um, so, so in a weird way, the average, the, the normalized power will be lower for this ride, but the spikes and the amount of them could be much more severe than it's standard. So I, I think they might start to find that if you're on a slightly weaker or less well-drilled team in the last yeah. hour or so, yeah. when something goes wrong, like if you were in Joe's team and Joe's not daft, right? They get it. Like, put pressure on their team hard and early. Lay that pressure on and hope they make a mistake. Because Joe's great, right? But Christian's clearly the favorite here. I mean, one of the biggest one of the biggest threats here, Mark, is that Dan Bingham and Alex Dowsett are so slippery in the wind. Like the draft behind these guys might be a. Mate, it's still big. It, it's honestly, still big. There's, okay. All right. there's, there's seven wheels deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. And Joe's actually pretty slippery. Like we normally yeah. knock Joe on the show because it's fun because he hypes himself, but Joe's pretty tech driven, you know. But they're very slippery and like, yeah, it's I was a bit struck. They're just so error, error, error. I was like, yeah. do they put Vaseline on or? <laughs> No, like uh, you've never met anyone like Dan. Like, yeah, this, the, the knowledge of aerodynamics that he holds is just—it was almost unparalleled in the world. Like, he just sits on Excel spreadsheets all day here, just crunching numbers, testing, testing, testing. They rode an amateur team to like World Cup track pursuit team pursuit medals. A bunch of amateurs against like national governing body teams just doing his research. That, that's yeah. super cool. That's super cool. I mean, it's 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 fascinating. I mean. Can we start kind of getting into it and talking about what we think? Is it, is it okay, Kyle, if we just start ripping into the, you know, what we think is going to happen? Yeah. Do you want to, do we want to say what we did on our poll for today? Tell us how the polls, tell us, can you maybe just, can you maybe just read the polls to us right now? So we posted, we posted on our Instagram and each one of them on the Phoenix Instagram page came up with what their goal splits are. So Christian wants to swim 50 minutes, bike 345, run 225, goal two hours. Uh, that obviously doesn't take into account transitions and it obviously doesn't take into account, heaven forbid, mechanicals. Yeah, seven uh, yeah. So 85% think Christian can do it. 85% of our of our voters. Joe Skipper, on the other hand, 40% think that he can do it. 40%. I think most were put off by his 49-minute swim prediction. I think that's where most people... And then he right. predicted himself a, what, a, a, a 320 bike. Yeah, 320 bike and then a 237 run for a total time of 646. No, no, you're not going that fast on the bike. Now, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. If I thought Dan had told Joe that's the time they would ride, I would just believe it. I'd just say, absolutely, that's what they'll ride. I just don't think that's maybe the time Dan told Joe. That's my only question there. But they will be fast. Like, prepare to be amazed how fast they are. What, sorry, Kyle. What what was the total time for Christian? Seven hours on the nose. And Joe, six forty six. <laughs> but do but but okay. Sorry, but I wanna I wanna just drill into this a little bit because I do think that Joe's gonna come off with a big time gap from the bike. And I, I know I, we were worry, ta- I, I don't think he'll be huge because I think Joe will be a couple of minutes down out of the swim. He'll make it up on the bike. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Who, is, let's is, not yeah. underestimate Christian's team, by the way. Yeah. Who's, who's, on Christian, who's on Christian's bike team? So they're mostly uh, uh, amateur UK time trialists with Matt Bottrell's team. But like they've got, for instance, the guy that won the UK. And Pat, you know what UK time trialing. He won yeah, the UK yeah. 10, 25, 150 nationals last year. Okay. Like, these guys are very good riders. They're not, yeah. they're not nobodies. 
It's just that Joe's got names. Can I say that Joe's going to come off with six minutes? That wouldn't be... I wouldn't be overly surprised. That, that, that could happen, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And so how long is a lap taking on the bike? Like eight? Uh, less than that for the men, yeah. It's five. It's five point. It's five point eight k per lap. Okay, um, I'm saying I'm gonna say it. Joe puts a, Joe's team. Joe Skipper's team puts a lap into him. So at fifty five k an hour, it's only a six. It's a six minute seventeen second lap. They put a lap into him. It would be unbelievable to watch. So Christian's team have done a week more prep. They were out a week in Amsterdam. They're very well drilled. I don't want to get carried away. But I would, oh. I, I'd like to see it because it makes the event more interesting, eh? Yeah. I, I just the 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 World Tour horsepower, I think, is something that they're going to rely on that lasts like sixty kilometers. I, I watched Alex Dalsett's interview today. If you don't follow Alex Dalsett, by the way, even if you're a triathlete, hit his YouTube up. The guy is a gentleman and a very, very candid, intelligent bloke. If you want to learn about time driving, just follow him. The guy's a genius. But yeah. he, he talked about having just ridden the Giro. He was like, yeah, it's a really good endurance strength block under the belt. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him on Monday or Tuesday. The guy was broken. He looked like a zombie. Like, you know, uh, pre- pretty cool, obviously, that, is, that he got the allowance from his team, you know, Israel Premier Tech, to come, yeah. to come do this race. This is something that he would have had to ask permission for. Um, and, and for them to, to give them that, I think is, is pretty cool. And I, I think we're going to see some stuff from him the last 60 K that that's going to be pretty, uh, lights out. Yeah. I hope so as well. He's, he's, he's a real gent as well. Like, and then the women's side, there's the women, the splits were Nicola swim 50 bike a four nineteen, and then run a two forty five for a total time of seven fifty four. 62% believe that that's possible for her. Wow. That seems low to me. I think she'll do that. Yeah. And I, then uh, for Kat, the unsung hero, going 7.30 with a 50-minute swim, four-hour bike, and a 2.40 run. <laughs> Did you get I'm in her sure. ear, Mark? Did you get in her I'm ear? I'm not sure she even said those splits. I, I... <laughs> okay, but let's talk about the four-hour bike. But 78% right. think that she can do it and go 7.30. So I don't think she'll run a 240 marathon. Like she's done very little running since Lanzarote, basically. So I think she'll dial back on that a little bit. Um, honestly, Pat, like the girls she's riding with are proper good time. Like she's you know, like uh, Kelly Murphy came sixth in the individual pursuit in the world. Like it's only 45k an hour, mate. I know, Mark, but I mean, we had we had uh, one of the greatest triathletes of all time draft a Mercedes back in July, and he barely broke broke four hours. Yeah, but he was on his own. Okay, I'm just and he's not drafting a track, car. Yeah. yeah, he did draft a car. We know that. But um, I, you know what? I think of all those splits, the one I would, if I had to bet you right now, because I don't think she said those splits, by the way. I'm not sure where they got these from. But if I had to bet one, I reckon they go four hours in the bike, mate. They're good. They're, they're, no, they, and look, they, are they look dialed. Yeah. So, like, they're, two of them are in relationships with two of joe's team the the whole uk time trial scene is so interwoven with tech and like they're good i think i think four hours is not uh, not actually laughable yeah basically what i'm saying is eight hours will not win the women's race not even close okay what give us some context what marathon time did cat run at st george which was a very very different course obviously but just to kind of help us frame uh, three dead but back in tulsa she ran so last year she's she's run a 248 high off the bike okay so presumably on a flat course like 250 is if yeah you've got, part of the course for cat and if you create a cushion on the bike and you do go you know low four to do 250 then to get the sub the sub eight oh, is... oh yeah cruisy 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 yeah, yeah. and if she, especially if she's because her cat is i promise you i'm not i'm not joking at 45k an hour cat is comfortably in zone two and, that sounds and, mad but it, and that's only four wheels deep i promise it's mad and, and then help us out a little bit who is she who who are each of the women running with 
Uh, so, so Kat's got uh, India Lee, who we know she's a very good. She's won some. She won the European uh, ITU champs at one point. Yep. Very good yep. short course athlete. Got long. So she's going to swim and run for Kat. Uh, SJ Walker is an exciting young South African short course athlete who is an unbelievable fish. Like you know, she's a Lucy Buckingham swimmer. Yep. And she's she's done about ten triathlons in her whole career. So she's swimming and running for Kat local friend and then cat has a mate from the army running for her called neris jones from wales who is um, five foot on the dot and are they doing like 15k roughly each with her cat cat's got runners for morale they'll run head headwind straights if we've got it and but they'll do i think they i think they'll do 10 they'll do 10 to 15k each the the two main girls and neris yep. will do a chunk as well yep. yeah and yep. ruth astor okay. might run with her for some but okay, ruth's gonna cool. do ruth will do the entire bike pretty much Nice and and you know obviously we we talked about this a lot but Nicola's on a road bike with with clip ons have you that is that the is that what she's going to use presumably on the weekend hundred percent yeah hundred percent that's what she's using she's not actually got clip ons either I, she's just got pads on the bars that she's resting her forearm because she's just gonna and and obviously so yeah. so is there a world does cat ever touch the front of the bike or is literally just going to be in the wheels the entire time Pat, if she does I'll be pissed off. But the goal, would you say the, the goal, <laughs> I'm prepping though for, for thinking about this on TV. The goal is that these guys are, these these athletes. Guys there's no the way they're touching the front. They're sheltered just the no, entire time. There's no point. There's just no point. Um, I guess if something was going horribly wrong for Kat, she might get involved and just try to draw the pace to make it a race. Sure. Yep. Yeah, why not? But we've got India in reserve to ride. Nicholas' team, by the way, let's not poo-poo them. This has been a quite a Mark Matthews heavy show, but I guess this is because the event we're coming up to. Like <laughs> Nicholas' team, I've got some good athletes. Like they, it's easy to mock because she's on a road bike. But they've got Indy League, they've got Lucy Buckingham, they've got uh, Jonah Patterson who won the UK hundred mile time trial. They've got Luis Baptista who drops watt bombs everywhere mm-hmm. and is now on a time trial bike. Like they're a good team. Let's not yeah. let's not scoff at them. Yeah. Okay. What about? So, okay, I have one question. Is the goal to go sub seven, sub eight, or is the goal to beat your competitor? They're going head to head against. They're 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 the same thing, aren't they? I guess, but no, no, I don't think anyone is trying to set paces to scrape under the barrier, other than Nicola. But I think that's just talk. Now, Mark, share this if you can. Is there? Is there a bonus on the line if you win and you break yeah. the sub seven or sub eight? Like there is some incentive yeah. on that. Yeah, it's not huge actually. Well, yeah. it's not huge. I don't it's for Christian. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't know what the bonus is for the others. But yeah, Kat's got a bonus uh, around breaking sub eight. And um, there's what there's a, in fact there's a bonus to be the first person to do it, and there's a bonus for doing it full stop. They're not oh. huge. They're not. It's not silly money involved here. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It, but no, no. But the, the, the organizers are definitely performance orientated. They're not just yep. promotionally orientated. Yeah. Can you tell us what that number is? The bonus. Yeah. No, we're not going to make them divulge. Absolutely that. not. We're not saying we're not. Um, it would. It would. It would do the four of us a decent session in a Norwegian pub. You know. So <laughs> you have to know beer prices, what we can drink, and what the Norwegians charge. The kroners so would be. Yeah. 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 Um. If you knew, if you were at our live show, you know how much Mark can drink. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark, should we move on? We, are we moving we, on? How do we get to watch the race, though, Mark? How do we watch the race? Uh, so YouTube. the best thing to do is just to yeah, it's on YouTube and all sorts of things. But go to uh, just just Google sub seven sub eight. Phoenix have a whole website, a whole list. You'll get some live broadcasts in countries where you are. Okay. There's lots of platforms streaming it. And actually, I. I think it will at least be very entertaining and there's some cool tech and stuff to see on show. And trust me, these boys and girls are going to fly on the bike. It'll be fun. And Robbie McEwen is commentating. Robbie McEwen is one of my favorite all-time cyclists. Yep. Yep. So yeah, tune in. Cool. Uh, be sure you tune in because the race is on Sunday, early morning. So America time, it's like, I don't know, probably like 2 a.m. So I'll be there. If you plan on staying awake <laughs> and not sleeping. Uh, Chelsea, can you give us a little short course news? News? Yeah. Sorry, can you clarify something? You know when we started recording this and then we stopped and recorded again? Did we start over? 
No, we didn't start recording whenever we were just having a candid conversation. So we haven't talked about anything short course related yet. No, Nothing. that's what you're here for. Oh, okay. I was a little confused. Well, let's see. We had a World Cup this past weekend in Italy. In Arzacana. In Arzacana. Arguably the, the greatest course known to man. Uh, greatest. Certainly the hardest. I think it has been deemed the hardest World Cup course on the circuit. Um, it's a pretty gnarly both ascent and descent. But as I said before... We were like discussing a few weeks ago, is Johnny Brownlee still racing? And he is because he won the race. How many U- how many dead turns were there, Chelsea? How many U-turns? I don't I don't think there were any. Isn't it what? a loop? What? There was an ITU race with no U-turns and not I, and, and no cones. And obscene amount of cones. I don't believe it. And Did it was really exciting. And it was great. And it was like a super cool bike course that looked yeah. amazing. I don't believe it. Well, you know. The organizers must have heard you talking. Pat. It can be done. It can be done. And a super technical and strong cyclist went on to win it as well. That's right. Amazing. That's yes. Right. Yep. Yes. I mean, maybe this is the future. Maybe we're on to something. What, I mean, I, what I need, what I need is a future where there's more cups in the USA. Like we need to have a WTCS race on US soil again. You don't want that, Kyle. Why not? Because have you seen bike courses in Europe and have you seen bike courses in the USA? Find me a USA course that isn't lame. St. George. Boom. Roasted. No, it would still be lame. The roads in the USA are nothing like the narrow switchbacking European climbs that you can create. And Americans don't care. So it's not worth it. I think that's right. I, I mean, you're a little bit. You're you're not wrong, Chelsea. I think we could find some venues though that would that would suit. Um, Why not Boulder? Yeah. We'd love to do one in Boulder. Yeah, uh, I, I'd love to see some some World Championship Series races back on U.S. soil, and and certainly even some World Cups. And I do think we could find venues to to support this, and we need to for the for the health of our sport. Yes. Well, luckily we have an Olympics headed our way in 2028. Yeah. In Los Angeles cycling yep. paradise. And yep. until then they're having, it's still a continental cup. It's down in long beach, but I think as we head closer to 2028, it'll transition yeah. into a world. They'll cup use that. Yeah, you're right. And a world series, which won't be a cool course if it's in long beach, but yeah, it's at least downtown yeah, but, LA. Let's but go. they said, but they said, you know, the original plans in Rio was that it was going to be a flat hot dog course up and down Copacabana beach. And it wasn't until just before inside of two outside of two years from the event that they said, okay, oh, we're we're going off the beach and we found, you know, this crazy hill and crazy downhill and then another uphill. So a lot can change. Well, Move it to Malibu, wait, wait, have wait. them climb up to Pepperdine, and then there's your course. You're welcome. Kyle, there is an ITU race, or sorry, World Triathlon race in St. George in September. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that. I did know that. Okay, so we're not completely without them. But yes, I think we'll have to leave the exciting courses in Europe, which um, I don't know if I'll chat again before then, but not this weekend, but the next weekend is our second World Series of the 20, well, of this calendar year in Leeds, um, which is a sprint distance. It's usually an Olympic distance, but it's a sprint because they're also having the relay there. And the course is a little bit different. They go up. Usually, like, the swim is down here. Am I in video? The swim is down here, and you usually go up this side, but this time you're going up this side, and you're coming down this side. So it'll be a little different. So I think it's a it's a it's a shallower climb out of T one. If uh, I mean I've I've been there in person. It's been it's been six years now, but I think obviously that what they did previously was always a wall. And this year it's a it's a shallower exit out of the park. Is it? I feel like it's shorter. But it, which would make me. Think I, I think Pat's right. I seem to think that that's, what, that's the, the one you would normally come in from the car park, like, and it's like a gradual slope down. Yeah, I uh, can't yeah. picture it, but I, I think it might be because that's that's the one we get great like triathlon transition fails on yeah. normally, isn't it? Because yeah, I mean, you the exit of T. I mean, it's a it's I've, I've ridden it. It's a it's a legitimate hill. Um, and to to get on your bike and try and get into your shoes from it is not an easy task. Yes, I have also ridden it in the race, and it is hard because the the mount line is literally where the hill begins. So you're yeah. 
forced with mounting a bike on an incline, which if you haven't tried it, go try it. It's harder than it sounds. Yeah. So. Yeah. With TV cameras on you and your heart rate's at 180 hours. Yeah. 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 Is the start list stacked, Chelsea? Yeah, it's stacked. Have you and checked we'll, it out? I have what checked is- it out. Why is it stacked? Because it's in the UK and the British are good. Well, no, it's stacked because it's a World Series. And um, uh, yeah, it's just- We talked about Olympic Olympic points are already. We're already back talking about Olympic points. Yeah, we're talking about Olympic points. And I think the like that's obviously something in the back of people's minds, but it's probably not the reason people are going to race at this point. I think it's right. just one of the it's more the more fun races in the circuit. And um, yeah, like it's only the second opportunity to do one of these and it's already June. So And Chelsea, from what you're hearing, I mean, people are people are putting their hands up and vying for mixed team relays because they want to demonstrate competency to try and make an Olympic team for that. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that would be the case for a lot of countries. Um, Gosh, we haven't seen a relay since Tokyo. Um, Who won that? Sorry? Who won that? What was that? That was. Oh, I think they had accents like you, Mark. (laughs) Johnny Brownlee, who a minute ago we were talking about, is he done? Had the fastest splits of the day on that bad boy. Oh my god! Here we go. There is there is eighteen <laughs> teams doing the relay in Leeds, though. So I yeah. really that's a no, decent think... turnout. That yeah, it's going to be yeah. stacked. Yeah. I mean, there are only three relays all year. So yeah. oh wow, I didn't realize here, Hamburg, and where else? Montreal. 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 Hey, that's I didn't realize that. That's really interesting. So we only really get three shots to roll out your team, test adjust, yeah, and cetera. it's it's a really important. Oh. It's really important to make, Mark, because the, typically those could be led as the discretionary spots. And so you want to be able to demonstrate competency if you're outside of like auto selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So it's it's a really it's a race to 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 be on the start list because that's the only way you can show and demonstrate your your ability. So. And sorry, one more thing about leads in case I don't get a chance to talk about the race again before it happens. But I think if you. If, I don't know, we talked about Yokohama a few weeks ago. It's been a few weeks. But we saw kind of a big group in the front that um, people like Duffy and Nib probably were not too happy about, that they weren't able to drop some of those um, baggage cyclists, kind of like the Frenchies. Baggage cyclists. Because the course, the course doesn't allow We can call them baggage cyclists. So I think in Leeds, people like our Olympic champion will be very keen to drop the baggage cyclists. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but uh, she'll have a job dropping Georgia. Yeah, I don't think I was referring to Georgia as a baggage. No, 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 of course, but she's she's still going to have some souped up runners with oh, her. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and like like I said earlier, um, people like Georgia and Jess uh, leads is their hometown race, so yeah. that they would be probably yeah. most excited for the opportunity to win on a course like that over any other one of the year. So it'll be a tall order for someone like Flora to win, but I guess I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing a more exciting front bike group than we did in Yokohama. Great. Yeah. Do we have any hot takes? So this or wasn't okay. You know, I don't, I, my hot take was, I'm going to tease it. I'm going to tease it. Do I'm look, my hot take was, is I, I, I still think this sub seven, sub eight is going to be kind of underwhelming. And I, you know, I don't know that I wish that I, I I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong for the, for the health of triathlon. Uh, But I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not that fired up for it, I guess is my problem. And I'm a little bit, and I'm a little bit, you know, I'm not annoyed, but it's like the, this, you know, did Alistair know he was going to have this problem months ago and could have given a spot up? So Alistair's, not, Alistair's actually um, injured. It's not the sickness. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mark, but, no. I can't believe you're at an Ironman again. I feel like we were all just at an Ironman, and I'm still so tired from that. I'm really tired, mate. I, I, I'm, really I'm a little – I'm a little – the sub-7, sub-8 thing, I understand having Christian and things like that, but I don't understand why they didn't have Daniela there. She wouldn't have done it. You don't think if you'd so. seen Daniela make it rain on an after party, you know that the amount of money here doesn't draw her to this event. Yeah, like Daniela's, Daniela doesn't need the cash. She races big races for championships. 
and uh, she's not associated with this group either. And uh, they yeah. are, you know, there are different tracks running. Um, but she, I just don't think she was massively in- interested in it personally. Mm. I don't think anyone of us are super familiar with her ability to make it rain at an after party. Except for Mark. Except for Mark. Mark knows. So that's not something to just assume all our listeners know, Mark. Oh, Daniela is super generous, lovely, and could outdrink the top five of our male pro field, hands down, <laughs> any day of the week, comfortably. Now we that's know. Awesome. Do we want Honestly, to talk about yeah. do we want to talk about uh the housing market? Uh well Jan Fredino's house is for sale in Girona. That's just triathlon gossip, it seems like. So Jan's on the move is all we know about that, don't we? Yeah. Uh, Beautiful he needs a better place so for skiing. Yeah, he must he be off to do some more skiing. The no, hey, the, guy, the guy's just built himself a lifestyle that if you're in the sport, you can sit back and be envious of. Super yeah. cool. So the skiing in uh, Girona is not as good as the skiing elsewhere? Is what you're saying? I think Andorra's nice for skiing, isn't it? He seems to spend some time there. Maybe the French Alps. He's probably he can go and there. hang out with Cam Worth. Yeah, or head back to Australia with his missus. I don't know. The guy seems to just be living the goat lifestyle. Nice. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Be sure to tune in to Sub 7, Sub 8 happening this weekend. Uh, Follow the Phoenix YouTube channel. Uh, It'll be streamed live there and then elsewhere on your live viewing in your area. Uh, Just go to phoenix.com and figure out where that is. So thanks for tuning in. Be sure to get your inside tracker. Be sure to get your Win Republic Waste Belt. Be sure to... Oh, also, over the weekend... I got this grand idea to start our, it's like a semi-Patreon account. It's called like buy me a coffee. And so you can like buy someone a coffee for like five bucks and you put money in this account so that we can afford to go to races and stuff and not put all the money on my credit card and stuff like that. So if you're feeling generous, buy Bye. us a coffee. We had our first donor before I even announced this yesterday. Christoph Balstra is very generous and has given us money so that we can afford to go to more races. Oh, it's so, Christoph. Thank you. So that's cool. I didn't realize we were doing that, but and we will genuinely use that to go to races as a collective. None yeah. of us take a salary or cash for anything else out of this. It's just to put back into the show. So that's quite yeah. cool. I like that, Carl. Yeah. So yep, maybe too. we'll be able to get Chelsea to a uh, hamburger WTS race or something. Let's bore her with some more Ironman races. We can yeah. definitely get to donate and we can take her to the most boring Ironman races yeah. and force <laughs> Chelsea to watch the whole thing. Are they Look. not? Is, are they all boring or no? no I was the, well. The one that I really want to go to that we need to cover is I want to cover the the Ironman in Alaska. That's the one. That's the one that I'm taking wow. before we go to. So. I don't think there's a st- pro. There's not a pro star. I'm going to race I'm, Roth next year. So I'm why don't you guys come? Show. I don't care. Why don't you guys come support me racing Roth next year? Okay. See? Why don't we all race Roth next year? Anyway, yeah. let's wrap this up. Yeah. All right. I we'll see you guys it. next week. See ya.